بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم Now the author رحمه الله speaks about the fourth or rather the third rule And this third rule he stated it as أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ظهر على أناس متفرقين في عباداتهم منهم من يعبد الملائكة ومنهم من يعبد الأنبياء والصالحين ومنهم من يعبد الأشجار والأحجار ومنهم من يعبد الشمس والقمر وقاتلهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولم يفرق بينهم Then he brought the evidences for his rule and we will now go over the rule In this third rule the author رحمه الله stated That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم appeared among people who were divided in terms of their worship. Some of them worshipping prophets. So some of them worship prophets and uh, angels and righteous. And some worshipped uh, trees and stones. Uh, while others worship the sun and the moon. This, and uh, the Messenger وسلم, fought them all without making distinction between one group and another group. And then he uh, brings the evidence for each one uh, of these groups. First, with respect to the Prophet وسلم, uh, fighting them, is the evidence is in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 193, which he cited. وَقَاتِلُوهُمْ حَتَّى لَا تَكُونَ فِتْنَةٌ وَيَكُونَ الدِّينُ لِلَّهِ And find them until there is no more fitna, disbelief. And all and every kind of worship, listen, and all and every kind of worship is for Allah alone. Now, the evidence he cited for the worshipping of the sun and the moon is in Surah Fussilat 41-37. فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ لا تسجدوا للشمس ولا للقمر and from among his signs are the night and the day and the sun and the moon prostrate not to the sun nor to the moon but prostrate to Allah who created them if you really worship him and the evidence he cited concerning the angels is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-Imran uh, 3.80 وَلَا يَأْمُرَكُمْ أَن تَتَّخِذُوا الْمَلَائِكَةَ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ أَرْبَابًا 
nor would he order you to take angels and prophets for lords. And the Dalil, the evidence concerning the prophets is in Al-Ma'idah 5, 116. قال الله تعالى وإذ قال الله يا عيسى ابن مريم أأنت قلت للناس اتخذوني وأمي إلهين من دون الله قال سبحانك ما يكون لي أن أقول ما ليس لي بحق إن كنت قلته فقد علمته تعلم ما في نفسي ولا أعلم ما في نفسك إنك أنت علام الغيوب And remember when Allah will say on the day of resurrection O Isa, O Jesus, son of Mary, son of Maryam, did you say unto men, worship me and my mother as two gods besides Allah? He will say, Subhanak, glorified be you. It was not for me to say what I have no right to say. Had I said such a thing, you would surely have known it. You know what is in my inner self, though I don't know what's in yours. Truly you and you and only you are the all-knower of all that is hidden and unseen. This is concerning the evidence concerning the prophets. And regarding the righteous is in Surah Al-Isra 17.57. The evidence concerning the Righteous. أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ يَبْتَغُونَ إِلَى رَبِّهِمُ الْوَسِيلَةَ أَيُّهُمْ أَقْرَبُ وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتَهُ وَيَخْفُونَ عَذَابَهُ Those whom they call upon like Jesus, son, Isa, son of Mary, Uzair, angels, etc. Righteous. Desire for themselves means of access to their Lord as to which of them should be nearest. And they, Jesus, Uzair, angels, Hope for his mercy and fear his torment. Verily the torment of your Lord is something to be afraid of. And concerning the trees and stones, etc. These idols that were taken as objects of worship. This is in Surah Al-Najm 72, uh, 19 and 20. In the Quran, have you then considered Allat and Al-Uzza two idols of the pagan Arabs and Manat another idol the third the other third is it for you the males and for him the females and then also the author cites the hadith of Abi Waqid Al-Layfi concerning group of companions who were new to Islam and what took place uh, in one situation as uh, of the incidents of hanging their weapons on one of on one of the trees which the mushriks used to do and they asked the prophet sallallahu to uh, allow them to have uh, one uh, tree as the mushriks had and the explanation of this hadith this constitutes these elements altogether constitutes the foundation 
for root 3. Now, so this is now, the, to, then we move now to the explanation of this foundation. You understand the foundation now? It's clear, inshallah, in general. And a very important one. So the Prophet ﷺ was sent amongst pagans. From them there were worshippers of angels. Others worshipped the sun, the moon, and some worshipped idols made of stones and trees and others worshipped righteous people and now think about this carefully this is from the wickedness of shirk ascribing partners to Allah in worship why? because the mushriks they are not united on one thing You understand? They are not all on, on one thing. While the muwahideen, those who single Allah alone and worship, there they are united on one worship, and that is the worship of Allah alone. The one who deserves the worship upon which all are agreed, is the worship of Allah alone, singling Him alone in worship. Listen to what, is that clear now? You see, this is from the wickedness of shirk. This is from the wickedness of shirk. Listen to this verse now in Surah, in Surah Yusuf 12, أأرباب متفرقون خير أم الله الواحد القهار ما تعبدون من دونه إلا أسماء سميتموها أنتم وأباؤكم ما أنزل الله بها من سلطان أو تو كومبانيونز أوف ذا بريزون آر ماني ديفرنت لوردز بيتر أور الله ذا ون ذا ريزيستبل يو سي ذس أو تو كومبانيونز أوف ذا بريزون are many different lords better for Allah the one they are resistible you don't worship besides him but only names which you have named you forged you and your forefathers for which Allah has sent down no authority now so this is from the darkness and wickedness of shirk and its falsehood its people are divided in their worship There is nothing uniting them, a certain criteria, because they are not basing this on on something really real and and uh, a truth, but rather they follow desires and misleading people. So that's why they are divided. Listen to what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave the parable. In Surah Al-Zumar 39-29 قال الله تعالى ضرب الله مثلا رجلا فيه شركاء 
متشاكسون ورجلا سلما لرجل هل يستويان مثلا الحمد لله بل أكثرهم لا يعلمون Allah puts forth a similitude a slave man belonging to many partners you see this is this is this is the case with like what like those who worship others along with Allah <coughs> disputing with one another disputing with one another a slave belonging to many partners they dispute and this is like those who worship others besides or along with Allah and a slave man and a slave man belonging entirely to one master a slave man belonging to one master there in the other similitude huh, a slave man belonging to how many? many partners now opposite to that a slave man belonging entirely to one master like those who what? Worship Allah anon. Are those two equal in comparison? All the praises and thanks be to Allah, but most of them know not. So the one who worships Allah alone is like the slave owned, belonging entirely to one person. Comfortable with. Yes, contemplate this. Naam. Uh, he knows what his intentions he knows what are his requests and he's comfortable with however with the case with the mushrik is like the one who has belongs to many partners he doesn't know whom he can please from them because each one has his own desire and each has his own request and demand each has his own way each one of them wants him to come to him alone and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated Allah puts forth a similitude a slave man belonging to many partners disputing with one another and one entirely belonging to one master this is the parable which Allah has said with respect to the, to the mushrik and to the muwahid the mushrik who ascribes partner to Allah in worship with Allah in worship and the muwahid who sings Allah alone in worship so the mushriks the polytheists are divided in their worship and the Prophet fought them and did not make distinctions between them he fought the idol worshippers, he fought the Jews and the Christians, he fought the Magians, he fought the polytheists in general, and he fought those who worshipped the angels, and those who worshipped the righteous, he did not make distinction between them. So in this there is a response. And these rules, when you contemplate them, it tells you, subhanAllah, about the, uh, the, uh, the penetrating and uh, profound uh, comprehension of, 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 of Tawheed by the Shaykh Rahimahullah.
So in this there is a response uh, to those who say, well, the one who worships the idol is not the same as the one who worships a righteous man or an angel from the angels. Why? Because they say, well, these who worship the idols, they worship trees, rivers, you know, etc. Now, while the one who worships a righteous man, this is, a righteous man is one of the awliya, one of the uh, righteous and pious saints, is not the same as the one who worships the idols. So what, what they intend from this is to say that the one who worshipped the graves nowadays, his ruling differs from the one who worships the idol. You see, you see the issue? They want to differentiate between the two. Is that clear? That's their objective. Yes, that's their objective to differentiate between the two. They say, well, these people, you know, were worshipping idols. We are not worshipping idols. We are worshipping righteous people. And, you know, these people have their ranks. Uh, they, they have intercession. They are friends of Allah. They are saints and all of that. So, therefore, the one who does this does not commit kufr. This is the conclusion they want to reach. And... His action is not to be considered as shirk, and therefore he must not be fought. The answer is in this rule. Our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not make distinction between them, but he considered them all as mushriks. And that's why he fought them. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not differentiate between them did not make distinctions and it was lawful to fight them وَالَّذِينَ يَعْبُدُونَ الْمَسِيحِ and those who worshipped Al-Masih Isa السلام, and the Masih Isa is a messenger of Allah yet despite that he fought them listen to this isn't Jesus السلام, a prophet and a messenger yeah. So, therefore, this refutes their claim. This refutes their claim. When they say, well, you know, we are not worshipping idols. Yet, despite that, the Prophet ﷺ fought them. Also, the Jews worshipped Uzair. He was one of their prophets or one of their righteous. But Allah's Messenger ﷺ fought them. And he didn't differentiate, didn't make distinctions between them. So, when it comes to shirk, there is no distinction between someone who worships a righteous man and uh, or worships someone worships uh, worshiping uh, an idol or a stone or a tree, etc. Because the shirk is worshiping others other than Allah, and that's why. Allah Azawajal says in Surah Al-Nisa 4.36 وَعْمُدُ اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ لِسْنْ شَيْئًا 
وعبد الله ولا تشرك به شيئا Worship Allah and join none, shay'a, none, none with, Allah, with Him in worship. And this shay'a, none, covers, includes everyone who commits shirk. From malaika, the messengers, the righteous, the awliya, the stones, the rivers, the cows, the trees, all are included under none. Join none with him in worship. Now, the author then began giving the evidences. And he cited first the first uh, evidence. He cited the first evidence from Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 193. And fight them until there is no more fitna. Disbelief and worshipping of others and all and every kind of worship is for Allah alone. So there is no distinction therefore uh, between them, uh, like you know, depending on what kind of what object of worship they are worshipping. Since they are worshipping others besides Allah, that's it. They are mushriks. And fight them, this is general including all kinds of mushriks. Then, حَتَّى لَا تَكُونَ fitna Until there is no fitna. And the fitna is shirk. Meaning, until there is no shirk present. And this is general. Covers any shirk, any type of shirk. Whether the shirk is in uh, the righteous, the stones, the trees, the sun, the moon, etc. وَيَكُونَ الدِّينُ كُلُّهُ لِلَّهِ So that all worship, Every kind of worship is for Allah alone. No one has a share in it. Whoever he may be. So there is no distinction between committing shirk regarding the awliya, the righteous, or trees, or uh, stones, or shayateen, and so forth. And then the author, rahimahullah, gave the evidence uh, that there are those who prostrate to the sun and to the moon, as in Surah Fussilat 41:37. ومن آياته الليل والنهار والشمس والقمر لا تسجدوا للشمس ولا للقمر. And from amongst his signs are the night and the day and the sun and the moon. Prostrate not to the sun nor to the moon, but prostrate to Allah who created them if you really worship Allah. And that's why the Messenger ﷺ forbade or prohibited the believer to pray at the time of sunrise and at the time of sunset in order to close the door. Because there are those who prostrate to the sun during its rise, upon its rising, and also prostrating to it upon its setting. So that's why it is forbidden to pray in these times, although the salah is to Allah. 
but since the timing uh, there is resemblance uh, during this action at this time there could be resemblance to the action of the mushriks that's why the Muslims are forbidden to pray at these hours in order to close uh, the, the the door for any uh, shirk uh, practice or leading to shirk and the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam preached the prohibition of shirk and also all the means that may lead to it the the dalil concerning the angels the evidence concerning the angels is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَا يَأْمُرَكُمْ أَن تَتَّخِذُوا الْمَلَائِكَةَ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ أَرْبَابًا Chapter 3 verse 18 Nor would he order you to take angels and prophets for lords. This indicates that there were those who took the angels uh, and the prophets say that those who worship the angels and the prophets and the righteous are not Kafirs. And concerning the evidence relevant to the prophets is in Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 116 where it قال الله يا عيسى ابن مريم أأنت قلت للناس اتخذوني وأمي إلهين من دون الله قال سبحانك ما يكون لي أنا قول ما ليس لي بحق إن كنت قلته فَقَدْ عَلِمْتَهُ تَعْلَمُ مَا فِي نَفْسِي وَلَا عَلَمُ مَا فِي نَفْسِكِ إِنَّكَ أَنْ تَعْلَمُ الْغُيُوبِ And remember when Allah will say on the day of resurrection, O Jesus, Isa, son of Maryam, did you say unto men, worship me and my mother as two angels besides Allah? He will say, glory be to you. It was not for me to say what I had not, what had no right to say. إِنْ كُنْتُ قُلْتُهُ Had I said such a thing, you would surely have it known and know what's in my inner self you know what is in my inner self though I don't know what is in yours truly you, only you are the knower of all that is hidden and seen إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ عَلَّامُ and the unseen إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ عَلَّامُ in this evidence there is in this evidence there is a proof that worshipping the prophets is shirk, like worshipping idols. And the evidence concerning the righteous, no, or before we do that, in this there is evidence that worshipping the prophets is shirk, like the worship of idols. And in this, therefore, there is evidence against those who differentiated or distinguished this as being different from the grave worship. The grave worshippers state that the shirk is limited to the idol worshipping. And they don't equate that like to the situation when they invoke or worship uh, a righteous man. 
meaning that they only restrict shirk to the idol worship. And this is wrong from two angles. From two angles. The first angle is that in Allah Jalla wa Ala fil Quran ankar ala jami' wa amara biqital jami'. In the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala denounced all of them and commanded that all be fought. Isn't this what we read? Isn't this what we uh, uh, earlier came and read the evidences concerning this? No. The second is that the Prophet ﷺ did not differentiate between an idol worshipper or and a worshipper uh, or, or uh, a worshipper of angels or a worshipper of righteous people. Now we go to the Dalil concerning the righteous. The Dalil, the evidence concerning the righteous. Qala Allah Ta'ala, as in Surah Al-Isra 1757. 1757. Those whom they call upon, like Isa, Uzair, angels, Desire for themselves means of access to their Lord, means of nearness, access to their Lord, as to which of them should be the nearest, and they, Isa and Uzair and angels, hope for his mercy and fear his torment. Very the torment of your Lord is something to be afraid of. So this indicates that there, there are people who worship the righteous from the humankind. Allah states, Those whom they call upon from the righteous desire for themselves means of access to their Lord. It is mentioned that this verse was revealed concerning those who worshipped Isa السلام, and his mother and Uzair. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells, that the Messiah, Jesus, السلام, Maryam and his mother Maryam and Uzair, all of them are slaves of Allah. They seek means of nearness to Allah and then they hope for his mercy and they fear his punishment. They are slaves who are in need of Allah and they invoke Allah and seek means of nearness through obedience. Desire for them's means of access to their Lord and hope for His mercy and fear His punishment. And so, if this is their quality, then is it permissible, therefore, to worship them? No. The second, the second saying regarding this verse that it was revealed concerning. Uh, people from the mushriks who used to worship some jinn. فأسلم الجن and then the jinn became Muslims. ولم يعلم هؤلاء بإسلامهم and those who used to worship the jinns did not know. They were not aware of the jinns Islam. And so they the jinn, therefore, accepting Islam, and they uh, began to 
to seek means of nearness to Allah through obedience and seek His mercy and fear His punishment. So therefore they are slaves who are in need. Are they fit therefore for being worshipped? So, certainly no. And irrespective of the interpretation of the verse, it indicates that it is not permissible to worship the righteous. Whether they, were from, from, they are from the prophets or the righteous or from the awliya, the protectors, the, uh, the, uh, the friends of Allah or uh, the righteous, Uh, pious and saints all of them are in need so therefore how could they be worshipped now in this verse of surah al-isra Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ يَبْتَغُونَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمُ الْوَسِيلَةِ focus on the term al-wasila surah al-isra 57 17-57 those whom they call upon desire for themselves means of access to their Lord. Wasila, means of access. Here it refers to the obedience and means of nearness. Linguistically, the term wasila means the thing which leads to what is intended. This is the linguistic meaning of the term wasila. Focus on this term because it is also abused by the mushriks and the grave worshippers. So therefore the thing which leads to the pleasure of Allah and His paradise is what? Is wasila. Is wasila. To Allah. This is the legal wasila. The legal wasila is through obedience and means of nearness to Allah. As to the distorters and superstitions, superstitious, they, they say the wasila, listen, what is the wasila to them? The wasila and taj'ala baynaka wa bayna Allahi wasita min al-awliya wa salihi wal amwat is that you put between you and Allah wasita, intermediate from the righteous and the uh, dead and so forth you take them as intermediate between you and Allah so that they can draw you nearer to Allah as Allah stated exactly in 39.3 which we came across last night مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفًا We worship them only that they may bring us nearer or near to Allah. So the meaning of the wasila to these grave worshippers is that you is to put intermediates between you and Allah. Why? They introduce you to Allah. And they carry and take your needs to Him and represent you before Allah. As if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know. Or as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a miser, does not give unless there should be intermediates. 
high above is what they attribute and say. That's why they deceive the people. When they say that taking the means of nearness, this wasila, is legal. If we take creation as a means of nearness to Allah, is legal. Why? Because Allah praised it here in these verses. And in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 535, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqu allaha wa abtaghu ilayhi al-wasila wa jahidu fi sabili. Or you believe, do your duty to Allah and fear Him. Seek the wasila, the means of approach to Him that draws you near. So they said this wasila means setting up intermediates. This is distorting the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The legal wasila in the Quran and the Sunnah is the obedience which draws the person nearer to Allah. And seeking means of nearness to Allah by His names and attributes. This is the legal wasila. This is the legal approach. This is the legal way as to seeking means of nearness to Allah by way of creatures. This is forbidden. And this is a wasila. A way of shirk. And this is what the mushriks took before. As in Yunus, Surah Yunus, which we discussed, its verse as a proof last night. وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَيَقُولُونَ هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ And they worship besides Allah things that hurt them not, nor profit them. And they say what? These are our intercessors with Allah. And as in Surah Al-Zumar, this is the shirk of the first. And the shirk of those latter ones. See, even though they call it wasila, then it is shirk in essence. It is not the wasila which Allah legalized. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Never ever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make shirk as a wasila that leads to him, as a means that leads to him. Rather shirk distant the the person away from Allah. You you understand this? As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Ma'idah 5.72 إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارِ إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارِ So how could it be that the shirk is, is taken as a wasila to Allah? Verily whoever sets up partners in worship with Allah, then Allah has forbidden paradise for him. And the fire will be his abode. So shirk does not bring the person closer to Allah. It distances him from Allah. So therefore the point of evidence from this verse, that this verse which the author cited is evidence that these mushriks, from them were those who worship the righteous. Because Allah made that clear. 
and he made it clear that those whom they worship are in need to Allah. They themselves draw nearer to Allah by obedience. They hasten through the righteous deeds because they are in need to Allah. وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتَهُ And hope for His mercy. وَيَخَافُونَ عَذَابَهُ And fear His punishment. So the one who, who, who goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this approach of obedience, how could he be fit to be invoked besides Allah or worshipped besides Allah? When he himself is in need of Allah. This is also an intellectual proof against them. Then the author, Rahimahullah, cited, as we mentioned earlier in Surah Al-Najm 53:19 and 20, the evidence concerning the worshipping of stones and trees. Allah Ta'ala, idols, meaning, أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ وَالْعُزَّةِ Have you considered Allat and Uzza? وَمَنَاتَ الثَّالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى have you then considered Allat, Al-Uzza, and Manat, the other one, the other third? Allat, this is, uh, this, this kind of exclamation is, is of the, uh, it's, it's a denunciation exclamation, meant to be as a denunciation to them, meaning tell me, this is a scolding at them. Have you then Consider. So Allah calls at them for erecting these, these idols and these temples for them resembling the Kaaba. Allat, Allat which Allah mentioned here, is a name of a Sanam idol in At-Ta'if. It was a white rock with designs on it. It was There was a house, curtained house, built on it, around which there was a courtyard, and it was revered by the people of the Ta'if, the tribe of Thaqif, and the, the, its allies. They used to worship it, and they used to revere, and, and they were proud of it, resembling the Kaaba. This is Allah. And no. So Allah says, "Afara'aytumul lat." There is another recitation, "Afara'aytumul lat," with the stressing on the ta. And this is a name of a righteous man who used to prepare some kind of food and serve the pilgrims. When he died, they built a house, erected a house on his grave, and then they curtained the house, so they ended up worshipping him besides Allah. Now, Al-Uzza, Al-Uzza, these were trees. It was uh, yes, in, in a valley known as the Valley of Nakhla. And it was enclosed in curtained structures. 
and the place of this was between <coughs> between Mecca and At-Ta'if. So they erected a curtain structure also around it, and there were servants that they assigned to it. Also the people of Quraysh uh, revered this idol. Inside there were shayateen, devils talking to people. And the ignorant used to think that the one who talks to them is the tree itself, or these trees, or this house upon which, which they erected, the house they erected. Yet, the shayateen were talking to them in order to mislead them away from the path of Allah. And the, the, the Quraysh were proud of it. And we know that Abu Sufyan, when he was still amongst the pagans, when he was a pagan, in the battle of Uhud, he said to the Muslims, we have Al-Uzza, but you have no Uzza. And the Prophet wasallam, when he heard Abu Sufyan saying this, he wasallam, told the companions to say, Allah is our supporter. And you have no supporter. Then the third idol, Manat, another idol of the pagan Arabs. It was set in a place called Al Mushallal. And it was close to the a mountain called Qudid, Qudaid. And this is also between Mecca and Medina, however. The tribe of Khuza'a and the tribe of Aus and the tribe of Al-Khazraj in pre-Islamic era used to revere this idol. Not only that, they used to begin their Hajj pilgrimage rituals uh, by coming to it first. And they worshipped it besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They, they, they rather they set it as a partner to worship. They, they worshipped it to the exclusion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of them, these three. So these three were the greatest idols. Uh, built by or erected by the the pagan Arabs. So, did they avail you? Did they benefit you? Did they give you victory? Were they able to create and provide and sustain? Have you then considered? What did you find in them? This is in in, in addition to being a denunciation and scolding, it's also alerting the, the intellect to return to its reason. These are, or these were, trees and rocks. There is no benefit, no harm. They are created. And when, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet sallallahu the victory over the mushriks and the 
entrance to Mecca in perseverance. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent Al-Mughir bin Shu'bah and Abu Sufyan sent them to demolish the idol of Allat in a ta'if. So they did by the command of the Messenger sallallahu And then he sent Khalid ibn al-Walid Khalid ibn al-Walid Sayfullah al-Maslul the drawn sword of Allah against the pagans. He sent him to Al-Uzza to the third one to, to Al-Uzza to demolish Al-Uzza. So Khalid came and destroyed the place, the erection on the site. Then he returned to the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ told him, return, he didn't do anything. So he returned, and when the servants of this place saw him, they took to the mountain and they said, saying, Ya Uzza, Ya Uzza. So Khalid came and then he saw a woman naked and pouring soil on her head. So he killed her. Then he returned to the Messenger وسلم, and he told him and the Prophet وسلم, responded by saying Tilka al-Uzza that was the Uzza. And this is reported by An-Nasai and Ibn Mardawai and also reported by Abu Ya'la in his Musnad and Al-Tabarani and Abu Nu'aym and Al-Bayhaqi and others and its Isnad chain of narration is good and Al-Diya rahimahullah authenticated it in his book Al-Mukhtara and he said when he demolished it he said Uzza I disbelieve in you no praise is owed to you I have witnessed how Allah has disgraced you. The destruction of Allah, following the destruction of Allah, Abu Sufyan and Al-Mughir built a mosque in its place in Al-Taif. And as to Manat, the Messenger وسلم, sent Abu Sufyan, and it's also said that he sent Ali to demolish it and it was demolished and it could not help itself so how could it then help others and its worshippers have you then considered Allah and Al-Uzza wa manat al-thalithat al-ukhra and manat another idol the pagan Arabs the other third where did they go did they benefit you did they prevent themselves protect themselves from the people of Tawheed, the companions who came and demolished them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through His Prophet abolished these means and these customs of shirk and practice which mar the pure tenant of Tawheed. So in this there is evidence that there are people who worship trees and idols in fact, these idols were the greatest, and Allah abolished them totally, and they could not defend themselves.
It's amazing. Subhanallah. People with intellect worship trees, rivers, stones. Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah for the favor of Islam. Then the author, Rahimahullah, cited the hadith of Abi Waqid Al-Layfi, radiyallahu anhu, who said, Qarajna ma'a al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ila hunayn, wa nahnu hudatha'u ahdin bikufr, wa lil-mushrikina sidratun ya'kufuna indaha, wa yanutun, وَيُنُوطُونَ بِهَا أَسْلِحَتَهُمْ يُقَالُ لَهَا ذَاتُ أَمْوَاطِ فَمَرَرْنَا بِصِدْرَةٍ فَقُلْنَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ اجْعَلْ لَنَا ذَاتَ أَمْوَاطٍ كَمَا لَهُمْ ذَاتَ أَمْوَاطِ الحديث This hadith is narrated by Abi Waqid al-Layfi رضي الله عنه and he was from amongst those who accepted Islam uh, in the year of the opening of Mecca as is famous, the year 8 after the Hijrah. And this, he said, the narrator, Abi Waqid al-Layfi, radiyallahu said, we went along with the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for the battle of Hunayn. And we had but recently come out of our state of kufr into Islam. They just accepted Islam. And the mushriks, the mushrikeen, the pagans, had then a tree, a lot a tree, called Thatu Anwat. Called Thatu Anwat. And the knot is to hang something. Meaning, so, it had uh, places on it where you can hang things on. So the pagans had then a lot, a tree called Thatu Anwat, which they used to worship and tie their weapons onto, in order to be blessed. Meaning, when we passed by it, we said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, make that anwat for us like theirs. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded by saying, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater. These are as-sunan, meaning practices and ways. You, by one in whose hand is my life, have just said what the children of Israel said to Musa, to Moses. قُلْتُمْ وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ كَمَا قَالَتْ بَنُوا إِسْرَائِيلَ لِمُوسَى And then he recited what they said as Allah told in the Quran in 7, 138. اجعل لنا إلها كما لهم آلهة قال إنكم قوم تجهلون They said, O oh Musa, O oh Moses, make for us an Ilah God as they have 
Aliha. He said, Verily, you are a people who know not. And this is the consequence of imitation and resemblance, seeking to resemble others. And this is from the great afflictions. Thereupon the Prophet ﷺ said, Allahu Akbar. And he ﷺ, whenever something was amazing to him, he would, or deny something, he would make takbir, say Allahu Akbar, or say Subhanallah, and repeat that. <coughs> and here, when he said Allahu Akbar, meaning Allah is greater than the ascribing of partners to him because he is the one who deserves to be worshipped alone and in the narration by a termini that he said subhanallah meaning declaring Allah free of that does not that of that which is not befitting to him freeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all imperfection. So the Prophet ﷺ warned them of the gravity of the matter which they stated, their request. How could they say this and they believe that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah? But he ﷺ said, Verily, these are the ways which people take and you will the path of those before you meaning to do what they did and to say what they said this statement is not uh, attestation and approval for that but rather as a warning because it is known that in the uh, analogy where the Prophet وسلم, uh, reminded them by uh, concerning um, the people of Musa when uh, Musa denounced their request uh, to set for them a God. So the Prophet ﷺ wanted to warn this Ummah not to follow the path of the nations before in misguidance and transgression. Uh, the companions here, who just uh, yani accepted Islam and entered Islam, intended to take this tree as a, a blessing. Not to worship it. And this therefore indicates that the seeking the blessing in the trees is forbidden. And that this is from the ways of the uh, nations that went astray before us. Now, in effect, they did not do. They didn't put their weapons on the tree. And then come and ask the Prophet ﷺ to approve of that. But they requested from the Prophet ﷺ to make for them the same. And to use this tree for a blessing. And they here intended that, that this is a means of nearness to Allah because they thought that this is beloved to Allah. Meaning to hang the trees on the tree which the Prophet ﷺ would assign. And that's why they Asked the Prophet وسلم, uh, that so that it can take the form uh, 
of worship if the Prophet ﷺ would approve it for them. Yet despite that the Prophet ﷺ did not uh, excuse them and warn them severely when he said Allahu Akbar it is the sunan, it's the ways of those before you and that you will uh, take by their ways and he told them that their request is like the request of Bani Israel when they said to Musa Ja'allana ilahan kamalahum aliha as in Surah Al-Araf make for us a God just as they have gods so they requested a tree for blessing as the Mushriks did and those of Musa requested a God just as uh, the others whom they saw around uh, their gods worshipping them so therefore in both requests there is an opposition tawheed of tawheed because uh, seeking the blessing in the trees is a kind of shirk and to make of it as an object of worship is clear shirk and also this negates that blessing can only be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I mean that the blessing should be sought from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only not from trees, not from rivers, not from animals, not from uh, anything other than Allah. And in this uh, hadith, there is evidence that shirk uh, is of two types, major and uh, lesser and greater shirk. Why? Because they did not... uh, become apostate by their request meaning they didn't ask to set this tree as an object of worship but rather for blessing also in this there is a benefit that when the Prophet ﷺ deterred them and warned them this is a blocking to the paths that lead to the greater shirk because that one what, this tree, is a means to the greater shirk. So if they would put their weapons on it and seek blessings from it, then shaitan will gradually take them into worshipping it and asking from it their needs directly. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ wanted to block that. Also, there is another benefit in this hadith, is that when the Prophet ﷺ said, you said exactly as uh, what Bani Israel said, and he, he, he disapproved of that, then we know that uh, the jahiliyyah is not particular to uh, the times before the Prophet ﷺ, but rather everyone who is ignorant of the truth and acts by the action of the uh, jahiliyin the people of jahl of ignorance and he is from the people of ignorance 
So the companions who made the request to the Prophet had just embraced Islam recently. They thought that assigning a tree on which they could hang their weapons is a thing which might be pleasing to Allah. And they only intended to seek Allah's pleasure by doing so. So they said, as Bani Israel said, but as the children of Israel said to Musa, as the Prophet ﷺ responded to them, but they were too loyal and noble to intend rebelling against the Prophet ﷺ, as the children of Israel rebelled against Musa ﷺ, as Imam al-Tirmidhi commented on this hadith. But the Prophet ﷺ said, sunan. These are the sunan, the practices and ways, which people take and imitate others. So the reason which led you to this is following the ways of the people of the past and resembling the mushriks. So you have said, and he swore by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you by one in whose hand is my life have just said what the children of Israel said to Musa. Make for us a God just as they have gods. Musa alayhi salam, when he delivered the children of Israel from Pharaoh and his armies by Allah's leave, and Allah drowned their enemies while they were looking at them, they passed by some people who were around some of their idols, some of the mushriks. So, those with Musa said to Musa, اجعل لنا إلها كما لهم آلها قال إنكم قوم تجهلون Make for us an ilah, a god as they have gods. He rebuked them and he said in the next verse in Al-A'raf إن هؤلاء متبر ما هم فيه وباطل ما كانوا يعملون. He said, "Verily, those you know is 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 futile what they are doing because it is shirk." And then he said, "أغير الله أبغيكم إلها وهو فضلكم على العالمين. Shall I seek for you an ilah God other than Allah while He has given you superiority over the?" Mankind and jinns, all that exists. And Alami. So he denounced that and rejected it. As our Prophet did. So the evidence from this that there are people who worship trees. Those mushriks, this pagan, took that on what? this tree, or these trees, or, or yes, took these uh, trees, uh, for blessing, and the companions, who were just entered Islam then, and the knowledge is not still uh, established uh, firmly in their hearts, attempted to resemble them. 
But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them by way of His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaching them and forbidding them. So there are people who seek blessings in trees and circulate around them and use their uh, their fruits or their uh, leaves for blessings and stay by them certain times. So this indicates grave or great matters that we should be aware about, should be aware of. The first is the danger of ignorance concerning Tawheed. The danger of ignorance concerning Tawheed. That is because the person who is ignorant concerning Tawheed may fall in the shirk while knowing not. And from this, therefore, we learn the importance of seeking knowledge concerning this great matter of Tawheed. And know what opposes it from shirk, so that the person is clear. Lest he be overtaken through his ignorance. Especially if he sees others doing this. And this also highlights the danger of jahl, of ignorance, especially in the matters of the creed. And in this hadith also, there is another evidence concerning the danger of resembling the mushriks, that it could lead to shirk. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever takes the resemblance of some of people will be from them. So from this we take, it is not permissible to resemble the mushriks. And from this also, that seeking blessings in trees, in stones, in houses, in erections, is shirk. Even if it, if it is given names other than that. Because seeking blessings from other than Allah, from through stones and trees and graves and erections on graves, this is shirk even if people call it other names. 